I'm David Chun. My solo project is Itail, and you're listening to House of Noise. House of House Noise. Of noise. Oh, Dang it. Why All right. do that? I, I just never know when to come in. Why don't you just let me have it? All right. I'm just, I'm just going to butt out. Go ahead and redo it. Welcome to House of Noise. See, I didn't say anything. It was all yours, oh, even thanks. though it was the second time. Whatever. Uh, we hope everybody out there is uh, staying safe. and. Yeah, wash your damn hands, you weirdos. Washing their hands and... Keeping six feet away from yeah, don't, human, human beings. Don't go cough on anything and or sneeze an, on and somebody. Apparently animals now. Yeah. I've been hearing that it's animals can catch it. Yeah, don't go coughing on your dogs or cats, kitties. Well, you know we can't Meow. stop rubbing up on our puppies. Oh, yeah. And I meant yeah. that in a non-proverbial way. Yeah, yeah, dang perv. <laughs> Pervy. Pervy. But, um, yeah, we're going to hey, have people. Animal lovers will get it. They will. And not the pervy animal lovers either. <laughs> right. There wow, are those just out there. digging this hole. Yeah, stop it. Stop it. All right. Anyway. Today. Today, you'll or... be listening to an interview with David Chun out of Alberta, Canada. Yes. He has a single out called Bloom. And if you're a fan of progressive music, you should uh, take a listen. You can find it on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp. The name of his solo project is... Itael. Itael. I-T-A-Y-I-L. If I try and pronounce it, I can't even... It's Ikea. It's not Ikea. It's, this is live and organic, so deal with it. Okay. He talked about his track Bloom and his the fact that he is a scientist yes. and what he does for a living, which it, was I very found interesting. It interesting that he uh, went into geology. Geology, I know, yeah. very cool. He wanted to play with rocks. Yes. Yeah. And he probably wanted to throw them at girls. I don't know. Maybe he didn't. I'm just guessing. But I don't want to say too much because you know he the you interview wanna, was interesting. You, you and never want to say too. Much. I don't. Because if people, if we tell them too much, then why do they need to listen? Because we're giving them the teaser. We're giving them the, the, the goods that the make, teaser them, is, make them want to listen. The teaser is he was a very intelligent, friendly, interesting gentleman. And it was interesting to hear his musical history. You know, the fact <laughs> that he pretty much did all of this himself. I think the only help he said he got was... Um, just calling people and getting their input. So, yeah. yeah, he did it all by himself. And he has, you know, people it's have a, given him good we've, feedback we've about the song. We've talked to a few people now that have done this, where they've done their Self-produced, own, all their right. own uh, instruments. instruments and everything. It's a lot of work. It is. I can imagine. All I, I do I is edit too. audio, and I can imagine <laughs> trying to create drum beats and bass beats and right. piano and guitar and oh, then God. do the vocals on top of it and then edit it all together. Yeah, it's, I, would, I would go mad. It would take me years. 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 But he um, just, you know, a quality dude. Yeah. I think we should just shut the hell up. If you haven't gone over to our Facebook page, please go over there. Get over there and like it, you dirty bastards. Give that a like, too. Like it. And like this podcast. Like it. Like it. Share it. I don't know. I don't think you like podcasts. I think you just follow them. 
Follow our podcast. Yeah, follow it, like then, it. Then every time a new one pops up, you can check out a new artist. And you know... It might be somebody you know, it might not be. So anyway, in closing... In closing, I'm going to drink my dog person coffee. We hope everybody enjoys this interview with David. David Chun, people. David, David Chun. Chun. David. Hello. Hello. I was going to message you and say uh, this is just for the podcast, so we didn't have to do video. Oh, uh-huh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I, can, uh, I, can, I can turn it off if you want. Well, I could turn mine on, and you could just stare at my ugly mug the whole time, too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, whatever, whatever you're comfortable with. All right, yeah. Sorry about the so, sorry about the delay. We uh, Jenna's working from home, and yeah, she had to finish. I'm um, working from home. Finish up and go on. Yeah, break. so so am I. Yeah, are you? Um, you're a scientist during the day, right? That's right. Yeah. What uh, what area yeah. of science do you work in? Uh, so it's uh. I'm, I work for an environmental consulting company. I'm a hydrogeologist, and so I look at basically groundwater contamination and oh. flow patterns and things like that for, for various clients. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, what, that's pretty fun. What made you kind of, just out of curiosity, what what was the draw for you to get involved in that? Was that intentional or just kind of where you ended Well, up? I went to school for... Uh, for geology. Okay. Um, I initially approached it from more of the oil and gas angle, but right. then as things progressed over the years, I figured that uh, getting into water management and things like that would be probably a smarter way to go, probably right. more sustainable. Yeah, yeah, true. So true. when did you, or how did you decide that music was something that you wanted to pursue as well? Right. Well, it's always been kind of a, like a side thing for me. Um, I started writing and recording with uh, with a band back in 2015, 2016, somewhere around there. And then we have since parted ways, and then I decided it would be a good time to just get going on my own stuff. Okay. So you're you're relatively new to the to the music game then, as far as uh, recording and everything. Yeah, pretty new. Um, it's definitely uh, a pretty big learning curve, but uh, luckily in the band I was in, um, our guitarist had a pretty good setup at home, and I was able to learn quite a bit from him. Nice. Got the music bug. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> and that's it. It, it kind of showed me that I don't know. I've been I've been playing guitar and playing piano and stuff like that for for years, but uh, didn't really have a good way of uh, sort of turning it into anything. Mm, okay. And I had never really seriously thought about writing complete songs before. But then, uh, yeah, with with the band, I was mostly just writing lyrics like the other guys were composing the songs. While that was happening, I was starting to sort of put pieces together for my own stuff. Oh, okay. So you said that you played a lot of instruments when you were growing up. Is that a tribute to your parents getting you into it? Or is it something that was an interest to you? Or like, how did you get into playing well it's um my, my parents put me in piano lessons when i was seven ish years old then i did that for quite a while i think until high school after that i took guitar lessons for a couple years and then uh once i went to university the lessons stopped and i just kept on playing piano and guitar whenever i got a chance and then 
yeah, the singing is just kind of something that that happened over time. I think honestly, like what really helped with that was getting my own car. Oh, oh all right. nice. Yeah, singing in the car, right? Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's probably where ninety percent of my singing practice happens. Yeah. Mine too. Mine uh, too. Well I heard the acoustics are, <laughs> I heard the acoustics are better in a shower though. <laughs> Yeah, you get that. Uh, you get that nice reverb. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was gonna ask you um, for Bloom, which is uh, the single, and I I love the uh, love the track. Did you do a lot of the uh, instrumentation on your own, or did you have some studio musicians come in? Like, how did that go? That that was all recorded by me. Um, so yeah, guitars, vocals, and keyboards were all just live recording, and then I programmed the drum and the bass oh wow so you you were a one-man show then yeah in a in a manner of speaking <laughs> right, uh, i right. guess there's not not much of a show at the moment but uh <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh it's just kind of nice to be able to like especially after being in the band oh, sure. and being part of sort of a more collaborative creative process it's it's nice to have full creative control over something so how far into the future have you thought about this like uh, if you were to get to a point where you would be able to play in front of people would you bring in other members to play with you or is it something that you would just set up to automatically play in the background like a backtrack oh i would i would certainly want to to bring in other members to uh to perform with me if that's the uh if that's the route that i went i haven't really done much deep thought uh down that uh down that road right right now my biggest priority is just to keep on creating as much as i can okay especially with the downtime and the um pandemic there's you know that's right yeah Yeah. you have a lot of free time and I know there are some artists that are taking advantage of it and, and writing more music, and some are doing live videos, performing. Um, yeah, I imagine you, you have some time to um, continually write right now. Yeah, well, I, as it as it happens, I um, the the winter before before the lockdown yeah. happened, it was a pretty busy field season for me. So I have quite a bit of banked time from my full-time job and so since things are a little lighter right now I can take some time off without feeling too bad about it and yeah yeah, I've been able to take advantage of that to start just writing some more lyrics start recording some more ideas and uh, yeah it's been it's been good when you go to write lyrics, do you have to isolate yourself and, and go to a quiet area to kind of hone into the creative spirit? You know, it, um, as an introvert myself, it mm-hmm. uh, certainly helps being by myself when I'm writing lyrics. Um, but to be quite honest, I never really know when inspiration's going to hit. Like sometimes I've been in my office at work and I've just thought of an idea that might be interesting for a lion and then I just punch it down in my phone. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think for actually putting devoted effort into uh, into lyric writing, it, it definitely helps to be my, by myself. Yeah. Are you planning on uh, just writing single F at a time or are you going to try to pull together enough stuff to maybe release like an EP at some point? So for the next, or I guess, yeah, for, for Bloom, it was just meant to be a standalone right. song. I should have another one coming out in the next few weeks to a month, which will be another standalone. And then I have a third song that is 
done, but I am not quite decided on uh, which way to go with that one yet because I have a few other songs that are in the works right now. I'm not sure if I want that third song to be part of either an EP or an LP or just another by itself thing. Have you, but, uh, um, once the pandemic is over, we're kind of not enforcing that social distancing and whatnot. Have you thought of taking Bloom and doing a live video or are you not even kind of thinking that far into the future? As I said before, like my, my priority right now is to just create as much stuff as I possibly can, like as many new songs as I can. Um, I think if I were to go the live recording direction, I would like to uh, enlist the help of some of my friends, maybe get some of my old bandmates to play guitar or drums or things like that. Right. So yeah, that's it's something that I would need to think a little more on sure sure what um now are you in uh, alberta is that where you're yes okay. yeah that's right what's the uh, music scene in alberta is it pretty diverse um i think it depends on sort of how how much you explore it when i was in my previous band valite um I, I was living in Calgary at the time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, Valite was probably similar in sound to how, how Bloom is. But, uh, yeah, it's it was maybe a bit heavier, a um, bit more of like a straightforward metal sound. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so we were mostly playing shows with other metal bands. Mm-hmm. And so that's sort of where I got into the music scene from that from that sort of end of the spectrum and so it seems like there were quite a few metal bands and then it seems like there are more um large events that are getting organized now for that kind of music which is nice yeah and that started happening more and more within the last few years i think what made you decide to do this on your own instead of reaching out to other musicians and maybe forming another band well I think uh, the main thing for me was it's 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 nice to have full creative control over something yes. um, also to be able to. It can also be a little overwhelming as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can. I get, it's certainly more time consuming to do everything right. to do everything by oneself. <laughs> but uh, I think at the end of the day, for me, it's uh, it's a little more gratifying as well. Just to say that this is like completely my product. Right. It's your baby. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So to speak, it is. (laughs) You know, it's just, I don't know if haunting is the right word for this song. There's almost an otherworldly feel to it. I don't know if, uh, I can't even say the word right now. I'm, uh, (laughs) Is that kind of when you when you listen to the song after, you know, you produced it and put it together, did you feel that the idea that you were going for or the sound you were going for? Were you like absolutely feeling like after you heard it, you nailed it? Was it done in the first try? Well, um, I would say that song in particular, it, it, it had been kind of stewing in my mind for quite a long time before I even started recording it. I think the initial idea in my mind was a lot heavier than it ended up being. Eventually, I kind of got this idea that I would like to make sort of a fast-paced song without there being a crazy amount of distortion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what Bloom eventually turned into. Um, like, I kind of had this, this chord progression idea for the chorus. I, like I said, it, it started out as more of a 
sort of like a heavy idea and then I tried to make it a little more unique, I think. I guess you could say that's what it bloomed into. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh but I'm um Yeah, I'm a dad, I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I appreciate a good pun. <laughs> you know, when you when you look back at your uh, musical journey what from when you first got into it to now, who who would you say has been some of your top influences i guess when like when i was a kid my parents probably listened to primarily classic rock and so that was a lot of the music that i was hearing around the house so bands like boston and queen and guys like that um like so i I guess like the, the the first music that i started getting into by myself wasn't actually rock music it was more like video game soundtrack music that I was listening to when I was playing these video games as a kid. All right. And then I guess my sort of rock awakening happened when I was in junior high and I listened to Green Day for the first time. Nice. Nice. Are you still a a big gamer? Very casual, I would say. (laughs) I play the odd bit of Smash Bros with my friends. Now it's all online. But uh, yeah, mostly just... A bit of Nintendo stuff here and there. <laughs> well, when you said that you had a little bit of inspiration from that kind of music, or not inspiration, but that's what kind of got you into it, I was thinking, you know, if with the way video games are progressing nowadays, would you appreciate it if they were to reach out to you and put a, uh, one of your songs into a video game? Hmm. Oh, I think that would be really neat. Yeah. 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 I know some artists, like, kind of decide at some points to uh commercialize you know their their music and stuff so that that would be really cool you said mm-hmm. uh, you said green day was uh, one of your influences did you was it a particular song that kind of got you into them was it their sound like in general i think well yeah the first song that i heard by green day that i actually knew it was green day was boulevard of broken dreams oh, when that okay, came yeah. out like in 2004 or whatever yeah. that was and as as far as green day goes that's probably one of their sort of more darker songs right. and then from there i got into some of the hard rock bands of that of that time like three days grace and breaking benjamin oh, okay. evanescence yeah. people like that and just kind of that sort of direction of music was right. something that i liked so i just for a while throughout junior high and high school, I kept on listening to stuff that was heavier and heavier. And then when I started taking guitar lessons, actually, I had a little bit of a shift in that um, my guitar teacher introduced me to Dream Theater. Mm, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Quite a bit of a shift, actually. Yeah. Then I started getting into sort of more more of the progressive stuff. Yep. And like the funny part is that I think he, he introduced me to that band thinking that I would take a lot of inspiration from John Petrucci, the mm, guitarist, right. but who really ended up knocking my socks off was their vocalist, James Labrie. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because before that, I took a lot of influence from vocalists like Randy Blythe of Lamb of God, oh, yep. Howard Jones of Kill Switch Engage, yeah. people like that. So I did both clean and harsh vocals Mm, okay and then after i listened to james labrie i started trying to focus on improving my melodic singing gotcha and so from there i started listening to bands like camelot yeah yeah i don't know i'm still a big fan of dream theater and camelot bands like that um and then sort of exploring that sort of progressive 
metal direction, I got into Tesseract, which yes. is still a really big influence on me. Yeah. What about um, uh, Meshuggah? That's actually uh, a band that I never really got into, funny enough, which is strange because it's influ- like that. that's a band that has influenced yeah. a lot of the ones that I listen to. Yeah. I think in the case of Tesseract, I really just took to uh, Dan Tompkins' voice. Yeah. He is another one of my primary influences, I would say. Have you ever seen them perform? I've seen Tesseract three or four times. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're actually, I don't know, like, I think a lot of bands get crap for um, for not coming to the sort of smaller cities in Canada. Yeah, Tesseract, I think, has a, made a pretty focused effort to make it to those cities, which is nice. Yeah. And so, yeah, I've seen Tesseract four times, I believe. Nice. And been able to meet all of them once. Oh, cool. Yeah, what was that like? Did you ask him a lot of questions or you only had like the few minutes to shake hands and take the picture type thing? Funny funny enough, um, <laughs> this, this was back in 2015. They mm. just released their... Uh, Polaris album Mm -hmm. they they came to Calgary and it turned out that I was the only person who bought a meet and greet package at that time oh wow okay (laughs) so I got to spend probably a solid 45 minutes just hanging out with the band nice awesome yeah I got to see their sound check and that was actually before I sort of began my own musical journey kind of too bad I probably would have asked them way more questions (laughs) and been a lot more annoying if uh (laughs) yeah right if I had already started that, but uh, yeah. So you're saying that you're uh, you're a self-taught singer, basically, right? Like, have you had? Taken yeah, any I, vo- you I haven't taken any, any vocal lessons mm. or anything like that. But um, I've just sort of tried to emulate my various influences over the years. Really record um, them and re-listen to them and kind of catch your own sound and grow it yourself. Yeah, yeah, like just guys like James Labrie. Roy Kahn of Camelot, and now, like, Tommy Karavik is also a fantastic singer. Mm-hmm. Dan Tompkins, Freddie Mercury of Queen is yeah. just, like, undeniably good. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It's kind of hard to replicate that one, though, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, like, it's it's impossible. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, I'm, 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 uh, I'm actually a fan of a lot of those bands, you know. Then you have, like, uh, Blind Guardian and mm-hmm. Ed Guy and Hammerfall, and yeah, that's, I, I, those bands seem to get asked to perform at Vak in, in uh, Germany a lot, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be kind of a neat thing to do or at least go to at some point. Yeah, that's on my bucket list. <laughs> I hope I make it there one day. What did you think of, um, I think Dream Theater put out a new album last year, this past yeah, year? Yeah, I think it was last year. Yeah, did you um, did you get a chance to listen to that? I did, and um, I, thought, I thought it was well put together. Um, I think when it was compared to some of their older, older works, mm-hmm. um, like some of the ones that like got me into Dream Theater, yeah. I I think I probably still like those more, but that may just be nostalgia. Right, right, right. Like yeah. I, I guess it's probably hard for me to look at it objectively. Sure, but sure. I certainly did enjoy quite a few tracks off of the new album. Well, now that you've like basically mixed and produced and done all the instruments and everything yourself, do you hear music differently when you listen mm. to it? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, I think I'm a lot more, yeah, I, I, I'm a lot more in tune to sort of what various artists have done to make things sound a certain way. I think I try to pay attention to things that I can do. Right. Yeah, even when I was recording this batch of songs that I've 
finished it like i was constantly in contact with one or two people just to get their feedback on the mixes i was producing and things like that because yeah i'm pretty new to it myself what kind of feedback have you received so far on bloom on bloom in general i think it's i mean i I haven't heard anything bad yet so that's that's good you shouldn't because it's a Um, great track no people people seem to like it i think the fact that there's like piano in a fast-paced song is something people are finding kind of neat yeah yeah it's been it's been good so far i mean it's been primarily my family and friends that have given me feedback but it's it's nice to hear all the same i do like the piano on the track it just kind of reminds me of like carnival in australia there are a lot of good you know australian bands that kind of mix different sounds and stuff like that so that's what i I I thought of when i I like when it adds a new element a new layer or depth to the sound yes well i mean speaking of australian artists someone else who is a pretty big influence on me is tame impala Mm. um which is not like a a heavy band or artist at all but um i just really like his style of production and sort of like an atmospheric sound to it and right yeah i mean like the the atmospheric sound is something that i've been really digging lately so i've been listening to a lot of like alcest and Mm. black gaze type of bands gotcha you know, when you think about producers and artists and stuff, is there anyone that, if you could think of just one person in particular in the future that you would like to, you know, work with, whether it's collaborative or in production, you know, is there anyone in particular? I think it'd be really cool to do some sort of vocal duet, maybe with someone like uh, like Sylvain, like she's out of, I guess, France and or mm. Norway. Okay. Um maybe both but uh yeah yeah i really like her stuff maybe getting a guest guitar solo from just one of my one of my friends like even even someone from my like from my previous band would be kind of a fun thing to do that would be cool so uh if anybody wanted to find uh bloom and if they wanted to download it where's the best place for them to go if they want to find it it's probably easiest to just go on youtube and look it up um it's on my Bandcamp page as well it should be coming up on spotify and apple music and all of that within the next week or so right well i am um, i'm really glad we got to talk to you today and you know i wish you the best of luck during this difficult time with the pandemic stay safe you, you know. as well thank you so so much and best of luck to you and uh we will uh we'll <laughs> keep watching your progress and you know thanks very much good luck to you too and stay safe yep thank you bye david bye thanks, thanks. bye it's time for a special session we call ask the experts we call up our friends and family and get their take on things we talked about during this interview enjoy yo man hey buddy how you doing hey what's going on not much hey i have a quick question for you okay so that's okay that's all right so all right I want you to tell me where is the most awkward place to be caught singing out loud by yourself. 
God, a red light with the windows rolled down? <laughs> well, that kind of answers the next question I was going to ask. You know, where do you prefer to sing, in the shower or the car? The car. <laughs> if, I, if I sing in the shower, I'll wake everybody the fuck up. <laughs> Somehow I believe I that. loud and obnoxious. <laughs> Where's the most awkward place you've been caught singing? Oh man, in the car. In the car. I, I had somebody pull up alongside of me one time, and they were laughing their ass off because I think I was blasting Hall and Oates and singing obnoxiously. <laughs> which do you remember? Do you remember which Hall and Oates song? I don't. Uh. <laughs> I wish I did because it was it was fun. I didn't even break, I didn't even break key. I just kept singing. I didn't really fucking care. Yeah. Any any? Uh, did you spot any ice cream trucks chasing you today? Any? <laughs> <laughs> just yell straight up. I swear to God. I, I'm right exactly where the ice cream truck passed me. <laughs> that was creepy, man. I would have thought the through. same thing. <laughs> like, what the hell? He's like, I'm coming for you, motherfucker. <laughs> he was going so slow and creepy. That is creepy. You right. know exactly what you're doing. You, you know what have been... I don't have a fucking wallet, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you know what have been more creepy? If a clown was in the oh. thing handing out ice cream. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Jesus! No, he, you didn't. You didn't need a wallet. He was gonna charge you with your soul. Oh, true. Yeah. true. <laughs> that's, that's fucking creepy ass New Jersey. For you. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it funny? We're we're in a we're in the apocalypse and we're busier than we were before. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm not. But I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> I swear to God, I feel like I'm doing more now than I was. Yeah, I go. I go do my tattoo at the shop, and then come home and eat dinner and mm-hmm. watch TV. Now, like I feel like there's eighteen thousand things. I, I I have a note thing in my phone, and you know I got twenty things on my phone before you know nine o'clock. Right. But I usually right. wake up at eleven, so it takes me till five to complete them all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, you guys have a great day. Yeah. Well, right. you give our love to Trish and the kids. So. We'll do. All, all right, right. Take talk care, guys. Talk to you later, buddy. Bye. Bye. Bye.